0: Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so does not cost you a single cent and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, that we just really love and appreciate your support, and uh, you, of course, are why we do this, why we sit down by the, the proverbial online fireside and talk and or rant about the Winnipeg Jets. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Primal Origins Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginsOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. On tonight's podcast, there are a couple of major topics to discuss. Uh, We're going to cover Winnipeg versus Buffalo in a little bit. That was obviously the marquee game uh, from yesterday, but not exactly the kind of game I was hoping to recap for a variety of reasons. But before we talk about this game, I I thought that there was a much more pressing and urgent matter to discuss because it seems like the NHL all of a sudden has about a billion positive COVID tests. This was a little bit unexpected, Uh, yesterday was one of the strangest days I've seen with this league in a long time. It was like literally dozens of players testing positive and having to be pulled from lineups, from games. Actually, I was just uh, looking back at the the Vancouver Canucks Twitter timeline, and Tucker Pullman didn't return to the game after being pulled from COVID protocol. They already had to pull Brad Hunt earlier in the game, and then in between periods, Pullman got pulled too. So I, I don't understand how the game was allowed to continue. They've already been postponing games left and right for a number of teams. The whole situation is just a mess, and yesterday evening there was a call between a number of doctors and the league because there has to be some kind of change to the policy. Right now it seems like they're going to be doing some kind of enhanced uh, COVID protocols, which probably means daily testing or something, and maybe a much more secure uh, transport system, I don't really know. My guess is that fans in the stands are probably going to stop being a thing pretty soon. I would imagine we're going to see uh, further lockdowns and restrictions on that kind of stuff. The rate at which we're seeing positive tests and uh, players going into protocol is just ridiculous. This was honestly one of the stranger days that I've seen for this league. I know I said it earlier, but it's, it's almost surreal that it all happened. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if the league is actually going to pause the season... That, to me, seems unlikely. I I think that there's too much money riding on this. The league already knows just how poorly things will go if they have to pause it again, and I I would expect that they would really struggle with another uh, lockdown or a restriction that actually um, inhibits their ability to play games. I think that that kind of stuff would be a a big financial bath that they'd be taking, and so the league is not going to go through with that unless it's an absolute emergency, and there's simply no other solution. Got to be honest, I really don't know what the league's approach is going to be. It just seems like they've handled this really poorly. Calgary's got a breakout. Uh, Vancouver right right now is certainly in the midst of its own breakout. Boston has players that have tested positive. I mean, it's just an absolute nightmare. And uh, it's been a strange season for the league. You know, certainly all of the storylines that have been ongoing with the Blackhawks, with COVID, it's just been a pretty ugly scenario. And I think... This is one of those seasons that's going to be memorable for all the wrong reasons. If you were still holding out hope that the league was going to the Olympics, yeah, that's not happening. There's there's absolutely no way. Uh, Beijing, off the table, 100%. I don't even think it's going to be that much of a conversation. I think a lot of the players are going to straight up back out, so I don't even know who's actually going to go. I mean... The restrictions that'll be in place, uh, the essential penalties for any of the the positive tests that come through, and everything in between just sort of leads me to believe that the league is just going to say, you know what, you know, we're not really going to do this. I think they were talking about having some players make the decisions themselves, but I wonder if that's even going to be the case. I think a lot of teams would probably not want their guys going overseas and potentially getting stuck over there for, you know, well over a month with the uh with the outbreaks that are happening right now in the league it's not like the NHL itself has a particularly secure route for all of this to proceed safely so yeah right now it just feels like everything's up in the air i i don't think the NHL is going to postpone the season necessarily but you know obviously those restrictions and certainly tightened protocols will be going into place very soon probably as soon as the next couple of weeks until then though i mean it's going to be a, a strange thing Seeing somebody getting pulled out of a game after another player was already pulled before the game even kicked off, I don't know that I've ever seen that before. And to me, it's wild that the game right now is currently proceeding as scheduled. If you have players going into COVID protocol in the middle of a game, don't you think it might need to be uh postponed a little bit? I don't know. This whole thing has just been a strange season, and at this rate, I just kind of want to see the Jets in particular make it through the next few weeks without having any positive tests. They've already had players get COVID earlier this year, and uh, on the path that we're currently heading, it feels like it's going to be inevitable that the Jets will have their own outbreak to contend with. So, yeah, let's just hope it doesn't come to that. Uh, Maybe the league will, will pause things for a little bit until they can reset and get stringent protocols in place. Everything feels like it's a mess right now, Uh, Obviously, the the COVID protocols don't have to be uh, down to tests alone, but certainly if there's some kind of an indication of a risk, whether it's through contact tracing, some sort of a positive rapid test, anything like that, we're going to see guys getting pulled left and right, and it just seems like it's rapidly speeding up. I don't know what has changed in particular to have like 30 or 40 players over the last maybe 48 hours get uh, pooled and put into protocol. That's a very strange scenario. And I'm really not sure if we've seen anything like this at such a scale. You know, teams have had individual outbreaks like the Islanders and some of the other squads out there, but having this across the entire league, multiple teams impacted, it's a pretty terrible look. So let's hope guys are getting pulled just because of contact tracing and not because they actually have COVID right now. I think that would be the most. I cautiously say positive outcome, you know, it would be best if they're not infected, but if they are, let's just hope that they have a quick recovery and that it doesn't have any lingering impacts. I'll report more on the situation as it continues to develop and give you some insight into what's been happening and, you know, some thoughts about what the next steps might be. But until we have more clarity into the situation, going to pause the discussion there. I wanted to transition to talking about Winnipeg versus Buffalo, which, if you watched it, I'm, I'm sorry. It really wasn't worth your time, I gotta be honest. And I'll clue you in as to why it was so bad in just a little bit. But before I go any further, I thought you should hear a little bit more about tonight's title sponsors at Primal Origins Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes all the bombs, oils, and whipped butter your beard needs to feel the best around. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Be sure to check out their combo kits that make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies try to focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel great on your skin. Primal Origin Oils took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company out there claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON that gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. Go to PrimalOriginsOils.com today. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Or honestly, even better than your favorite candy bar, Bilt Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, fat, and guilt. You get the best of both worlds because it's delicious and healthy. You have so many flavors to choose from. Are you up for raspberry or mint brownie? Maybe cherry or double chocolate? You might even be up for cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Don't tell your family your favorite flavor, though. You might just spark a debate at the next family dinner. Bilt Bars give you that extra energy you need to bust down these mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just stuck standing in endless shopping lines, Bilt Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. Throw one in your jacket or purse because you never know when you'll need it. Make sure to tell Santa to drop a few extra built Bars in your stocking before the holidays roll around. Whether you want to enjoy your Bilt Bar plain or even dip it in hot chocolate for an extra gooey flavor, it's the perfect holiday treat. Go to Bilt.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Bilt.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. We love knowing that you wake up with us every morning and uh, hopefully enjoy a Jets victory. But unfortunately for today's episode... Not really going to have that for you. Winnipeg kind of laid a bit of a stinker. And if you watch the game, I'm sorry, you probably wish you had like three hours of your life back. It was just uh, really depressing to watch. And I think it's been a trend with this team over the past several years where they start struggling against a team after having a really dominant start. And once the opponent makes some adjustments, maybe starts frustrating with a few more traps and stuff. Suddenly, the Jets run out of ideas, and when they run out of ideas, you watch them just completely evaporate all of the offense that they had, and it just becomes uh, an exercise in futility. I thought too many guys made really casual plays. I I thought that there were mistakes defensively that didn't need to happen. Um, Oftentimes, it felt like the Jets maybe played with a bit of swagger in the sense that they were arrogant and felt like they could just sort of pass the puck around, make some plays that were unnecessary, and honestly overcomplicate things. I think the Jets thought that they could just breeze through this game, and it didn't really work out that way. The coaching staff, though, bears a lot of responsibility. I mean, you can get pissed at the players, and sure. You know, some of those guys out there, I thought that their efforts were pretty lackluster. I think a lot of them would probably say the same thing. Maybe their heart just wasn't in it. Maybe they were a little bit too cute out there, but, you know, the coaching staff... They made some line combination changes, and uh, none of the changes really had that great of an impact. You know, I I felt like you had a layup, right? An easy opportunity to do 81, 80, and 71 together again. It's a proven top line. I mean, it dominated almost every single opponent it faced, and often by a really large margin in, in scoring chances, in expected goals, etc. And when you've got a really hot hand in Kyle Connor and Pierre-Luc Dubois, along with a really skilled four-checker in Zvechnikov, that's a line that you can just trust with almost any single deployment you want. You might even get away with a few shifts against McDavid. It might not be perfect, but it's certainly going to be better than the alternative. And I think that's, for me, just... A very frustrating thing to see the Jets continually not turn to this line again. I don't understand what Zvechnikov did to suddenly get demoted and not really get a top six look again at all. But I gotta be honest, every time Zvech is on the ice, I feel like he's one of the few players trying to make something happen. There's a handful of guys that I think have been doing a really good job consistently. Zvech is probably one of them. I think Veselainen has also been pretty good and probably merits more of a look than he's getting. But, you know, this game, it was just strange. The Jets came into the first period, and like the first five minutes, I didn't think were all that great. Winnipeg kind of uh, struggled, and then they conceded a quick power play goal, which is not exactly shocking. If you've seen the Jets on the PK, it's uh, <laughs> it still sucks, let me tell you. But, uh, you know, thankfully, Pierre-Luc Dubois is still amazing. Our season MVP tied it. And uh, the Jets really put in a couple of clinical shifts. I thought the top line had an unbelievable shift with Kyle Connor, Mark Scheifele, and, and Andrew Kopp just constantly winning the puck back and then having some really good offensive zone keeps. One of which I thought, you know, Connor had some of the most unbelievable stick handling along the line that I've ever seen. Just completely undressed a number of Sabres defenders, and it was only an incredible save from Uka pekka Lukinen that ultimately robbed Shifley of the resulting goal-scoring chance. Things, though, started to take a bit of a turn in the second period, and you sort of got the sense that uh, the Jets just weren't quite up to par. They had some really good chances here and there, but they weren't that frequent. I, I really stress the here and there part. But despite a couple of great chances against Lukanen, the Jets actually conceded the next goal to Anders Bjork, and this one was just a really bad defensive play. I don't know if there was a miscommunication between the forward and Nate Schmidt, but either way, Bjork was completely left alone on the doorstop, basically. Hellebuck really didn't have much of a chance, and uh, just like that, it was 2-1 Sabres. About a minute later, though, you know, thankfully that Pierre-Luc Dubois line had another great goal. This one, a bang-bang play. Uh, actually, it was funny. They screwed up a three-on-one, uh, a couple of really great saves from Lukanen, and then the Jets kind of kept that zone possession, and Dubois manhandled an opponent and got the puck to Ehlers, who just sort of snuck it. I think it was like near post or something. Bit of a really greasy goal, so one that maybe the Jets were a bit fortunate to score, but you know, on the balance of the scoring chances that they created in the first period and some of the robberies that were committed against them, maybe it was deserved. But, you know, Winnipeg's habit of of then going listless and sort of forgetting to play hockey kind of kicked in. And the Jets actually conceded right before the end of regulation in the second period. Rasmus Dahlin, who had the the opening period goal the first of the night on the power play, then scored a second and completed his brace. And if you were hoping for that to be the end of Winnipeg's embarrassment on the night, uh, unfortunately, the third period had a few more nasty surprises waiting in store. We'll discuss and or rant about the third period in just a little bit. But before I get too angry and ahead of myself, I wanted to tell you a little bit about BetOnline.ag and why they should be your number one destination for all your online betting needs during this holiday season. BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Not into football? No problem, because BetOnline has you covered for all of the other sports action you could possibly want. It should be your number one destination for all your online betting needs. Head to their new, updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Whether you want to play some bets on a Baltimore Ravens game, or you're more interested in who might be your standout scorer from the next Winnipeg Jets outing, Bet Online should be the only place you place your online bets on that next hotly anticipated game. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action, so don't hesitate to sign up today for a free account, and be sure to use promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out tonight's show with a couple of thoughts on uh the last period of action between Winnipeg versus Buffalo. It was depressing. That's all I can say. The Jets just kinda stopped skating. It felt like Buffalo easily exited the defensive zone. The Jets really didn't have that strong of a forechecking presence. Lukainen had to make a couple of saves here and there, but really not much to write home about. In general, the Jets were just pretty poor, and I feel like if you asked Winnipeg how they played, I think they would say they were just uh, well below par. To add insult to injury, the Jets then conceded a fourth goal to Jeff Skinner. This one, there was like some situation along the blue line where Dubois and Morrissey Maybe misjudged the gapping in distance. There was a puck that got bounced off the walls and sort of trickled through them, which created a two-on-one. Skinner basically had an easy goal to pick. I know that Jeff might not be the sniper that he used to be, but he still has a pretty darn good release, and if you give him time and space, he's going to pick the corner and score. So he did exactly that, and uh, the Jets never really responded. It was a pretty pathetic effort, and I feel like this is the sort of game that we've seen over the past couple of years. When the Jets were playing like Lotto hockey, this is the kind of stuff that they did. There are a few teams that have been very effective at trapping and and certainly frustrating the Jets. But for Winnipeg to struggle this mightily against the Buffalo Sabers, who were 1-7 and 2 coming into this game on a seven-game losing streak, I just don't get it. How do you drop a decision like this? I know that they won one of their previous games over the past week or so and uh, ended up getting a loser point in another one, but. This team is basically out of a playoff spot right now, and it just feels like as they continue to slide further and further down the standings, they're going to really be challenged to uh, get back in the race. The crowd of playoff teams in the West is actually decently thick, and sure, a lot of these teams might be a little bit more modest and mediocre. Some of them are likely to fall out over the course of the season, but the Jets are kind of in danger of being one of those teams that misses it. They're not playing very good hockey, I feel like they're very inconsistent. The power play was atrocious tonight. Uh, I think they had three straight power plays at one point with only one shot on goal to show for it. The PK still conceded. It's just, <sighs> it's just tiring, isn't it? I mean, watching this team do the same things over and over again. I, I just, I don't really understand why they're so hell bent on making this as difficult as humanly possible. I mean, this team should be a genuine playoff contender a quality one, and, you know, sure, maybe not a top-end Stanley Cup contender, but a team that can make a run and have some fun, you know, while doing it and and playing maybe some firewagon hockey. Instead, what we're seeing is just mediocrity, and it's been the story of this franchise over the last several years. Even the local Winnipeg media has been kind of skewering the Jets. I mean, there have been some very frank calls for a change from the fan base. The local news outlets are increasingly using pretty frank language to describe Winnipeg's apathetic efforts and certainly some of the poor performances as of late have only increased the calls for some kind of accountability from at least one interested party but overall I just get the sense that the Jets aren't really going to change anything I mean we've seen this time and time again Winnipeg has been in this exact same spot multiple times over the past couple of years they've been even worse than this And still the Jets kind of carry on. So I I don't really know if this actually sends any alarm bells or raises any red flags for the team. If I was the general manager or owner, I would be furious. I'd be livid. I'd be asking what on earth is going on with this team and why the Jets continually drop easy decisions. Every game is obviously not easy. That's a bit of an oversimplification. But against teams that are well below the playoff line, That have lost 7th straight, you have to beat them. You just have to. There's no excuse to struggle this much. And once again, Maurice had no answers as to what went wrong. So, at some point, the devil gets his due and the Jets are going to be out of a playoff spot if they keep playing like this, uh, you know, out of the spot permanently at this rate. And if that's the case, they have no one to blame but themselves. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how the Jets are doing, though. Are you upset by their recent form? Are you concerned? Or do you think the Jets should just stay the course? Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at Jets. For now, though, that is going to do it for tonight's episode. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe today. And as always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!